are listening to the Christian Bookworm Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. I show up here to talk to you about all things bookish and to share fiction, nonfiction, and children's book selections written by and for Christians. I love reading good books, and I love helping you find good books too. Let's dive in. This is episode 24, and as always, you can find all the links to anything we talk about today on the show notes page, www.authorskbell.com slash p slash show notes dot html. Happy September. It has once again been a really crazy uh, two weeks <laughs> since my last episode. Um, the good news, I'll start with that, is that my grandfather, um, although he still has physical recovery to continue with and definitely um, is grieving and has some healing to do in that area. He has made enough progress that within this week um, he will get to go home. Uh, Well, not home. He'll be staying with family, but he will get to leave that hospital setting. And um, that is really wonderful news. He was... um, very close to death. So it is really wonderful that he has uh, made this much progress. And I just wanted to once again say thank you all so much for your prayers. It has meant the world to us. um, And they are working. Um, The downside is that a couple other family members are now um, dealing with some other health issues ranging in severity, most of them pretty serious. So if you would just continue to pray for my family when you think about it, that would just be so wonderful and so appreciated. It has definitely caused some stress and concern. Um, And I guess I also will tell you as a result, my life is really chaotic right now. It's just kind of all over the place, changing really hard to make plans because every time I do something comes along and changes it. So I just wanted to let you all know that the show is going to just be some solo podcasting for a while. Um, Meaning that I had some really wonderful ladies lined up for some interviews. I was really excited to talk to all of them, but I just had to reach out to them and say, I'm really sorry, but I just can't. um, I can't commit to a schedule right now. And you all know how much I love schedules. So that was really sad. Um, Thankfully, they were very understanding and lovely. I'm sure they're listening. So thank you for being so understanding and lovely, those of you I've been talking to. And um, I think they are all still excited to talk to me down the road. Some of them that will change some things. So we'll see if they are all still interested. But um, in the meantime... I may occasionally be able to get a friend or family member on the show if I'm already talking to them and I'm able to say, hey, are you available to right now record a podcast with me? Um, But aside from that extreme uh, spontaneous flexibility, (laughs) I most likely won't get lucky in that area and will probably just be doing these solo shows. So if you're one of the people who prefers guests prefers guest episodes. Um, My apologies, and I am working on it, but my life is really nutty right now, so um, hang in there and bear with me, but I think we still have some some good stuff coming up, even if I'm just going to be talking to you by myself. 
Okay, today's show, um, I want to talk to you briefly, just for a moment, about um, some books I've recommended in the past and how sometimes that doesn't work out and um, I end up regretting that. I want to talk to you about a Christian author friend who passed away on Saturday, September 11th, and um, tell you a little bit about her as a writer, about her books, and... Um, I want to talk to you about what I'm currently reading, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Something I have been praying for here lately is wisdom and discernment in my reading life, and I want to encourage you to do the same, and here's why. About a month ago, an author I had recommended on the podcast, um, an author I had really deeply admired and whose book I found to be completely transformative and life-changing for me, this author shared some things online that were abiblical and not in alignment with the gospel. Um, Many, many, many of her followers were concerned by the thing that she had said and left comments to express their concern. And she pretty quickly responded saying that her whole worldview had changed and that actually she no longer identified as Christian. And since then, she has posted some things online that are very spiritually concerning. This reminded me of another author this had happened with a few years back. Another author whose book I found to be completely transforming and life-changing. Her book really brought me a lot closer to God. And I was really shocked to later on read some of her later books and find that what was in those was a whole different brand of theology than what had been in the first. And that author also no longer identifies as Christian. It's really concerning to me that a person can be in so deep in their walk of faith that they feel called to write Christian books, that they are giving talks to women that are moving us and inspiring us and changing our lives and and helping us strengthen our faith, and then suddenly no longer be a believer. It's very concerning. It even makes me wonder if they were ever actually deep in their faith. I have no idea. Um, maybe they were and they've stumbled, maybe they were not. I don't know. All I know is that it concerns me and it concerns me as a podcaster as well, because now I worry that I've put some things out there, not just this particular book I'm talking about, but who knows what other books, what have I put out there that, um, may potentially be leading people towards a path that, I don't really want to be leading people to. So I want to apologize for the one instance I know of. um, And I also want to apologize for any instances that have happened or will happen that I don't know about yet. I'm only human. And I hope you will give me some grace in this area. When I read a book and enjoy it and I want to share it with others, my intentions are completely honorable, I promise. But that just doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't things going on with that book that I don't know about yet. Um, 
I can't research every facet of an author's of an author's life and read every one of their books before I recommend this one. And even if I do, six months later they might put out a book or a social media post that totally changes everything. So I hope that you'll be understanding and know that I'm doing my best and I am praying for wisdom and discernment and praying to um, be able to recognize these things earlier. But I hope that you will do the same so that if I recommend a book to you and you read it, you are able to look at it through your own faith lens and determine what you can take to heart and what you maybe should not. I have a tendency to feel like Christian books are safe to read. And in some ways, that's really silly. Um, If you look at not every, but many, many, many Christian book publishing companies, if you just do a quick online search for who the parent company is or who owns such and such publishing house, um, you will be pretty surprised to find that a lot of the same media corporations who broadcast TV shows you would never want to watch or who broadcast certain things on the news that you absolutely don't agree with or believe in are the same companies that own your Christian book publishing houses. I hate that that's a fact, but it is. Not in every case, like I said, but in many but in most. So I shouldn't really be totally surprised. But lately I've been having more and more issues with content in even Christian books. The last three Christian fiction books I have picked up, I have ended up putting back down for content reasons. And that really bothers me. And they aren't even all 2021 books. Actually, none of them have been. That that would maybe be a little different if it was just simply an issue of these books being written in our current strange times. But actually, none of these books were written in the last 10 years. Some actually were even older than that. The reality is that even when we're reading Christian books, we just have to have wisdom and discernment. And we have to be aware. And this does go for kid books too. I've read many Christian children's books that I did not end up feeling okay with for my own kids to read. That breaks my heart. But that is how it is. So I just want to encourage you, like I say, to keep praying for that. Be praying for that with me. Feel free to pray for it for me as well. If you are a person who does get a lot of book recommendations from this show, I'm doing my best. I'm only human. I need grace, but I also need wisdom and discernment, and that is something I am working on, I promise. I want to take a few minutes to talk to you about a Christian author friend who passed away September 11th. My friend Shauna and I met at the Spokane Christian Writers Conference, I believe in March of 2018, and we kind of hit it off right away. We bonded over homeschool and potty training, and how difficult it is to write with little ones underfoot. We talked a little bit about the book How to Write a Novel in 10 Minutes a Day by Catherine Grubb. We bonded a little bit over both of us being in a new kind of rural homestead type life change, 
And just in general, I really admired her testimony. Shauna wrote books under the pen name Shoshana Gabriel. But before that, she had written under a different pen name. She used to be a Jewish secular romance author. Um, I like to keep things fr family friendly on this show, so I will just say that she wrote intensely descriptive romance novels. One day as a Jewish woman, she was studying the Messianic prophecies and realized that Jesus fulfilled every single one of those prophecies. And if that was the case, then that meant that he was the Messiah. And if he was the Messiah, then she wanted to follow him and know more about him. And so she became a Christian. And she took her husband and her children along with her for the ride, and they are all saved because of um, the place that she led them. Shauna was still writing those books at first and pretty quickly found herself feeling very uncomfortable with that and very unhappy with the idea of continuing down that path. So even though she was a New York Times best-selling author and a USA Today best-selling author, she had worked really hard for those letters and she had some great book deals going on right at that moment, but she backed out of those deals and gave up those letters to change her pen name and start over as a Christian fiction author. This had all already taken place by the time I met her, and hearing her story, especially in her own words, was pretty cool. Um, to make such a huge 180 change was pretty inspiring, but I also just really thought it was neat that her testimony was not one where she was moved emotionally and then learned more, but rather one where she was fueled by logic. I don't think I've ever heard another testimony quite like hers. I actually am going to share a link to her testimony in the show notes. You all know I'm just not really a romance fan pretty much at all. Um, but she was my friend, so I did read the first book in her series, Second Chances for Trampled Hearts. This is definitely a romance novel, and it's way more romancy than I really like at all. But if you are a fan of romance, I want to encourage you to maybe consider checking out her books as that might be a small way that you can help support her family. She does leave behind a husband, a 12-year-old son with autism, and two 5-year-old twins. The expenses accrued from her long hospital stay are astronomical. The family is trying to raise a pretty large sum of money to help cover these costs, funeral costs, her husband taking time off work, all of that, and um, I just wanted to do my part today to share that and hopefully encourage any of you who feel led to give in whatever way feels best to you. You could purchase her books. If you are a self-published author, you also might consider buying your next book cover through the website she and her father created, selfpubbooks.com. This is a website that 
is full of pre-made cover, book covers um, created by talented graphic designers. These are one-time only book covers, so you will not be publishing a book and then seeing somebody else with the same book cover as you. And you also might consider donating to their GoFundMe page that some uh, family members set up for her. I just wanted to um, tell you also that she was so encouraging and supportive of me as a writer, as a podcaster, um, as a writing teacher when I was teaching classes before COVID happened. Um, she was, like I say, a New York Times and USA Today bestseller, and I was very, very much not that, and yet she always treated me like we were equals. I considered her to be a mentor, and I don't know that she necessarily saw herself in that light, which was made for a really neat friendship. We were never the best of friends who hung out every day. Um, we were just kind of text message friends who kept in touch every few weeks. But I still had a real fondness in my heart for her. And um, this loss has really kind of wrecked me. Um, it's just been yet another loss in a year full of loss, it sort of feels like. And um, I'm still fighting hard to maintain my sense of joy and peace and to maintain a positive outlook on this world that God created and put me in on purpose. But it's definitely been difficult. So um, I just wanted to talk about her and kind of keep her alive through the show for a moment. So thank you for indulging me. And um, as I said, I'll put these links in the show notes if one of these um, options sounds like something you might be interested in. It would make me very happy, and I know it would make her very happy to know that her family is being supported. I want to tell you today about some books I am currently reading rather than books I have completed. So here's where that wisdom and discernment is going to come in handy because I haven't finished any of these books so I cannot know if their content, if anything in them, is not ideal. And again, even when I have finished a book, I still am only human. So let's just dive right in. I've got two fiction, two nonfiction, and a children's book selection to tell you about. Actually, I am going to sneak in a second children's book selection because I can't help myself currently reading for fiction The Lines Between Us by Amy Lynn Green. So I have not yet read the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, but it is on my shelf. I have been excited about it. It's actually really, really close to being time for me to read that one. If you're needing a reminder or if you're not familiar with that, that's a World War II novel told in epistolary form. Just a book of letters. This book has been compared to that a couple times online already. It is a new release and it was sent to me by Bethany House. 
Um, this book is an epistolary World War II novel told all through letters. This is Amy Lynn Green's second novel, and the first was, um, oh, I'm trying to remember what it was called, but it was very similar, World War II novel told through letters. And that one got some great praise, Things We Didn't Say. That's what that first one was called. That one got some great praise, so I have kind of high hopes for this one. Um, this one is shortly after Pearl Harbor, and there's some smoke jumpers in um, taking care of wildfires in Oregon. Um, having grown up in the woods in northern Arizona and then living in the woods in the Pacific Northwest, I'm very familiar with raging wildfires, and the smoke jumper element is definitely um, very interesting to me. And then we also have our female heroine is a member, a member of the Women's Army Corps, and that's also interesting to me. So I, um, I love books written in letter format. I tend to blow right through them. I've only read the first letter in this one because I started it late last night, so I will be reading some more of it today, and I would not be surprised if I just fly through this one. My other fiction read right now is partially on paper, but primarily as an audiobook. Um, this one is At Home in Mitford by Jan Karen. So these books have been recommended to me probably 50 times or more um, by many different people, but several people more than once. Um, and my grandmother is one of the people who has recommended this series to me most. Um, this series follows a little town called Mitford, and there's um, a pastor and just some of the many people um, working working for the pastor or parishioners of the church, and that's not my normal style. I prefer to read a book about two or three characters because I do like multiple perspectives. And I want to really dive deep into those characters' personal lives, their thoughts, their feelings, their um, personal growth work. This book doesn't quite feel like that, at least so far. I've only done two and a half chapters so far. Um, truthfully, I'm not loving it. I'm not disliking it, but right now I would say it's kind of a three-star read for me. I'm hoping that I will fall in love with it because um, if, I, if I love the series and want to do the whole series, I'll have that one more connection with my grandmother. But I don't know, you guys. It's just not for me so far. But fingers crossed. I think a few of you have actually recommended this series to me too. I'm at least going to finish this first one. Hopefully I will make it all the way through the series. But I'll at least give this first book a chance. For nonfiction, um, I'm reading very slowly, reading through the book, Slow Down, Embracing the Everyday Moments of Motherhood by Nicole Nordeman. I heard about this book on a podcast and got excited about it, and it's very sweet. It's kind of just a collection of essays on motherhood, sweet moments in motherhood, um, sweet realizations about motherhood, and it 
makes me feel sentimental and sappy and nostalgic, which is um, one of my favorite ways to feel. This book, I kind of just read an essay, maybe one a week, taking it really slow, like I said. It does have some journaling components to it. I don't actually um, take advantage of the journaling components, but I I still, I definitely am liking it, this one quite a lot so far. Again, not done with any of these, but so far really liking Slow Down. This last one, I'm not sure if I should even be calling it a current read because I will be starting it tomorrow morning. But um, I also got this one in the mail from Bethany House and I'm very excited about it. Both because I love this author and because this book sounds completely perfect for my current crazy and kind of sad season in life. Help, I'm Drowning. Weathering the Storms of Life with Grace and Hope by Sally Clarkson. Um, I've definitely talked about Sally Clarkson and some of her books and her podcast um, all over the place on my blog, and I'm pretty confident I've talked about her on this podcast in the past as well. Um, right now, though, like I say, this book just feels kind of perfect Um because I am kind of drowning. I am definitely weathering some storms in my life. Never in my life have I had hit after hit after hit like this. And um, I would really like to weather these storms with grace and hope. So I'm very hopeful, very much looking forward to this book. And um, this one is also a new release. I think it's not actually... I think, I think by the time this podcast airs, it will be out or about to come out, um, but you will likely have to find it online if you are weathering some storms yourself, though I, of course, hope that you are not. I am once again running a little longer than I had hoped, so I'm going to try to keep this brief. I've got two children's selections I'm working on. The first is geared towards kids ages 8 to 12. I'm simply reading it to make sure I am happy with everything that's in it. This one is Decisions, Decisions, Devotions for Kids. It's by Trisha White Preby. And this is kind of a choose-your-own-adventure, choose-your-own-consequence kind of devotional, which is a really fun concept. I really loved choose-your-own-adventure books as a kid. As a kid. Basically, you read a, a short story, and I'm just going to make one up that kind of will serve as an example. So, um, Johnny is playing baseball and accidentally knocks a ball through the neighbor's window. And then you're given three options, three decisions Johnny might make. So typically these decisions are kind of a um, great, terrible, and then somewhere in the middle that could look a little bit like, oh, maybe that's not so bad. Um, and as we read through the decisions, um, you'll learn why that middle road is still not the best option. So in this case, maybe a good example would be decision one is that he runs away, pretends he knows nothing about it. Maybe decision two is that he reaches his arm in and gets his ball and puts, you know, closes the curtain so that robbers won't see that the window's open. And decision three is that he 
goes to an adult and says, hey, something just happened. I made a mistake. Can you help me? Of course, we know this decision three is the best one. Um, I think for the most part, all of the decisions are along those lines pretty obvious. I think most kids are going to know, okay, this is obviously the best decision. Um, but there's still lots to be gleaned from this. And then the final little blurb kind of explains, here's why that was the best decision. Here's what the Bible has to say about such and such on this matter. Um, so far, I'm definitely liking it. I haven't come across anything yet that I didn't care for. Um, but we'll see how it pans out. The last book is one that just showed up in the mail today. Um, I, I love Tyndale Reader Rewards. I get free books from it, um, like every other, not every other, maybe like every, every two or three, every two or three months, I get a free book through Tyndale Reader Rewards. Um, if you use my link to sign up, we both get points. Um, and I really like their program. And so I was super excited about their summer reading program this year. Um, I signed up my three oldest kids. My littlest was too little just yet. Um, my son picked out Hunger Winter by Rob Curry. I've talked about that World War II um, kind of tween novel on the show before. I loved that book, so I'm excited we'll have it in our collection my six-year-old picked a book slightly older that we hopefully will be reading together. I've got to vet it first, and it's it's called like Wormling and the King, something along those lines. Um, it's by Jerry B. Jenkins and Chris Fabry, and we will we'll see how that one goes. But my kindergartner picked What Do You Say to a Dragon by Lexi Young Peck. And so um, from what I saw online. I was looking at it very quickly. Um, it looked like it was more of a um, kind of princess goes off to fight a dragon kind of tale. But it's the subtitle here is a story about facing fear and anxiety. So it's actually not quite like that. Um, also, I'm fairly certain that this child is a boy, not a girl. Um, I'm sort of, I'm trying to quickly rush through the photos to see, but yes, so it looks like it's actually a boy, not a girl, and um, it's going to be more anecdotal. So I'm curious. I'm very curious about it. I'm going to be reading it tonight, make sure I'm happy with it, and as long as I am, then she and I will be reading it tomorrow. I would love to know what you are currently reading, so if you are connected with me online somewhere or would like to leave a comment on the show notes page, um, let me know. That is our show today, Bookworms. Thank you for listening. Thank you yet again for being here, for showing up paying attention to and caring about the things I have to say. I appreciate each and every one of you and I do pray for you and I would love to connect with you online. If you are interested, you can find me on my blog, www.authorskbell.com. You can also find me on Goodreads. I'm SK Bell. 
and we do have a Friends of the Christian Bookworm podcast page on Goodreads. It does not get a whole lot of love, but you are welcome to change that. I always love hearing from all of you. And we do have internet where we are staying right now, so I'm doing a little less reading than I would like to be doing. But I am doing more blogging, and I am also playing on Pinterest a little bit most nights. So if you use Pinterest and are interested, we can follow each other on there. I am author SK Bell. Bookworms, I hope you are all doing great right now and going through a wonderful time in your life. But if you're not, if like me, you are taking hit after hit and struggling a little bit, I just want to encourage you to hang in there and try really hard to stay focused on peace and joy and gratitude. I know sometimes that's easier said than done, and I know sometimes when we're hurting, the very last thing in the world we want is for somebody to tell us to be grateful anyways. But I do feel like that is the only thing getting me through this crazy season right now is um, just really hanging on to that joy, really trusting that there are more moments of joy, more good times to be had, that the best is yet to come, and really just leaning into the peace that surpasses all understanding and finding these things, especially through gratitude. Starting my mornings, writing five things in my journal I'm grateful for, even if it's just how comfy my sweatpants are in that moment. Finding five things to be grateful for right when I start my day and then staying focused on that as much as I can throughout the rest of the day. Like I said, that is, that's pretty much what's getting me through. Um, Hopefully you did not need that advice, but if you did, I am praying for you. Don't give up hope. Keep fighting. Keep going. We will get through. We will come out on the other side. I hope you all have a great day today, Bookworms, and I hope that at some point involves you curling up with a good book. See you next time.